Hello, welcome back to another episode of No BS with Briar and Sarah. This is Sarah. This is Briar. Briar, what's up, girl? Nothing. I just left a really good meeting with you. Yes, queen. It was so good. It was so good. Just ate some bomb pizza wings with you. We sure did. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh my God, I feel so content and happy. Me too. <laughs> so I'm good. Like, yeah, I feel better. Well, today we are talking about identity crises. Identity crises. <laughs> um, so we were like trying to figure out like. What to talk about. Yeah, what to talk about and. Then this topic came up, and I'm like, I've had so many. Dude, yeah. And then Briar's like, I've had a lot, too. So I guess we're going to talk about a lot of identity crises. Mm -hmm. Who are we? Who, who are the girls? are we? Who are we? And now I feel like I know who I am. I can, like, I can, like, sit and think too much and freak myself out and then have another one. But I try not to do that anymore. <laughs> I feel like it's usually when I'm, like, super depressed or, like, super anxious, and then it goes into my depression, and it's, like, late at night, and it's, like, 3 a.m., and I can't go to sleep. That's kind of when I start overthinking and I'm like, Ugh. but totally. I will say definitely in the last two years, I've really found myself in a good way and in a way that I never thought that I would know myself. And that sounds weird because like I'm me, but, <laughs> but like I didn't, I don't think like I knew who I really was and what I really wanted in life and everything that I was, was always kind of based on somebody else or what other people wanted me to be or you know what I mean yeah totally so so with all that being said I feel like I was kind of born with an identity crisis <laughs> um very close anyway um because my father went to prison when I was probably like two <laughs> years old and he went away for bad stuff like he killed somebody while he was drunk driving and I knew this, and it didn't sit right with my little tiny baby girl brain. And I had a stepdad, and he wasn't very nice. And I just decided that I had no idea what my life was, who my dad was, what the other half of me was. So I just kind of started making shit up. And you like fill the whole, like you fill in your story, your unwritten story, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was pretty bad. But, you know, I was a child. I didn't recognize it as um, an identity crisis. But I think probably my first biggest one besides that was in high school. Ay, 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 high school. Oh, God bless. Um... That. Kind of some of the same problems with the whole dad situation, but then like friends and fitting in with them and like appeasing them. And then my first boyfriend who was just awful, like we were together for two years, like no offense if he ever listens to this, which I doubt he does, but he would never get the title of being my first love, even though he was like the first boy I said I love you to. And he was like the boy I lost my virginity to. Definitely not a first love. Like I feel like it's kind of like, but it's always just like going through the motions. Like it's your first boyfriend. Like those are the things that you, well, you say I love you. That's what you're supposed to say, you know? Right. So like on paper, he'd be my first love, but he definitely wasn't. It was not just like, yeah. no, it was just so traumatic. Um, 
he like cheated on me and would say like horrible things about my physical appearance, my body and stuff. But I was like a girlfriend. Okay, Briar's freaking out because the dog's barking. Sorry, so I just wanted to the dog road. You keep talking. Anyway, so with all that being said, um, I definitely feel like I was having a who the fuck am I, especially whenever he inevitably left me cold turkey. And I was just like, I think I've said before, that was like the first time I got high out of sadness. Like I just didn't know what to do or who I was. Like I felt like I couldn't leave bed, but I knew that he had left some weed at my house and I didn't even smoke weed, but I just wanted to escape whatever I was feeling. And I feel like with that relationship, I truly had my first major identity crisis that I knew I was having one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, if you got high, it's like all your like senses are higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like in a different state of mind. And so like, it's almost like, like almost like, a, like kind of like an ego death. But in like the sense of an ego death, but like an identity death, like who who am I? Because without this person, I don't know who I am. Yeah. At all, because who I was was like that person, or like right. That makes sense. I remember like begging too, like but but if you leave me, like I will have no one. Like what what will I do? It was really pathetic, honestly. But you're so young, man, and like. It's such a, like, high school is such a vulnerable age. Like, junior high and high school, it's like, you really don't know who you are. Right. And it's just, you're so, you develop who you are with the surroundings that you are, but the surroundings are so temporary. It's only four years, and that's not a long time in the grand scheme of things. So it's like, who you develop in, like, high school is only very, very temporary in your life. Right. And I definitely feel like there was a whole thing about, like, being desensitized in, with your sexuality yeah. because it was, like, a, about embracing, like, a whole era or whatever. Yeah. But, like, virginity is so fragile. It is. Sex is fragile, especially when you're a teenage girl. And I, I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone. By all means, embrace your hope phase or whatever. <laughs> definitely have had those and, you know, whatever. But it's such uh it is very sensitive and fragile and sacred and i was acting like it wasn't because everyone else around me was acting like it wasn't yeah but, like i gave the only thing you can give someone physically literally yeah one time yeah to him and like he was not deserving yeah. and it fucked me up in the head like so bad and i feel like a lot of people do it because other people are doing it but in actuality i feel like probably everybody around you felt the exact same way that you did and feel the same way now as adults it's like why did i give this precious gift to somebody that was so undeserving it's it's peer pressure it's what it's what everybody's doing. This is who like they are. And I wouldn't be like that because you don't know who you are. So you're just, again, developing who you think you are by your surroundings and the actions that you're surrounded by. Totally. So weird, dude. Yeah. Anyway, you want to tell me about one of your identity crisis? Well, we're gonna, I guess we'll just keep on the topic of like relationships. Yeah. So uh, after my ex fiance and I broke up, that was a huge, huge identity crisis. Like I was saying earlier, I literally developed who I was going to be, what I was going to do. My entire self 
based on him and his future and his plans and his goals and his wants and his needs. And I was just like, yeah, like I was basically just like <clears throat> the quarter piece to his puzzle. And I was not a whole puzzle to myself. Like I was just a piece. And I fit into his for a temporary moment. And then when we when he broke up with me, I literally like not only lost what I thought my future was gonna be, who I was gonna be, like kids, everything. I also lost a sense of like security with nowhere to go, nowhere to live, no family, no nothing. Right. And so it was just like devastating on so many levels that like I literally just like just kind of went crazy for a few weeks. Like and even when I got back, I was just like I was so lost. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was so unhappy. Like because, you know, I couldn't find a job in my degree, even in Colorado. And so like I just decided my career was gonna be with him opening his brewery and I was gonna like manage it just everything that I based my future on was solely on him yeah and I'll never do that again period <laughs> ever uh, but it definitely was a growing and learning experience like now like no matter who comes along in my life whether they like romantically or whatever like I will never lose myself my sense of self again like I know what I want and I know who I want to be and it's all based on what I want and what I see and what I'm working towards. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. And when somebody does join in with my life, great. But it will never be, my, my future will never be determined on them. Right. Ever. Like, ever, ever, ever. And that was a hard lesson to learn. Like, and I mean, even just dating, like, you know, throughout high school, like, I, like, whatever the guy, like, guy liked. And I didn't always lose myself, but I would definitely, like, delve in to their interests and their likes so much in order to like be equal and like to be on the same playing field and like oh yeah we have so many interests but it's like is it really my interest or am I just trying to you know make this work or have so many similarities like oh my god yeah we're in love oh my god I've done that so many times ridiculous girl the shit that I've acted like I've liked please Oh my god, talk about fucking embarrassing. Oh my god, I'm just like, and even I would change like my style, and I'm very independent of my style. There was even times like I was like preppy bitch. There was a time, there was a period I was preppy, like Abercrombie, like I, and there's nothing wrong with that. You, you know, it just wasn't who I was. Right. But the guy that I was dating was a football player. Yeah. And it's just, no. That was I was not who I was. preppy too. Yeah, I think I've also been interested in a phase too. Which is crazy because I couldn't even fucking afford it. But oh, you know, I had like maybe one Abercrombie Fitch shirt. Literally same. Because it I... was a gift. Yeah, my cousin and I bought wore it. it all the time. <laughs> same. It was a teal blue polo. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah. I, I even pretended that I thought Shane Dawson was funny. And Shane Dawson is definitely not fucking funny. Is that a comedian? Yeah, he was like a YouTube guy. I don't know if I know Not funny at all. <laughs> um, like, I don't like this. And actually, I hope I don't get canceled for saying that. Uh, in fact, please don't cancel me because I never thought he was funny. I just pretended to. You're because... allowed to have an opinion? Shit. <laughs> it's 20 years. You're allowed to have an opinion. Well, That's Shane like... Dawson got mega canceled. Because he was problematic as fuck. But like so there's probably a reason why you didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. But the guy like liked him. Oh my You're god. Like, so funny. Oh, I'm so embarrassing. Girl, I'm 
I look back and I'm like, what the hell? Like, be your own person. I'm always used to be like, but it was like who I am. But don't get me wrong. I was definitely like my own person, but not like I am today at right. all. I was very, I'm, I could definitely be very easily influenced. Same. I was about to say the same thing. Very <laughs> easily, easily influenced. Influenced, persuaded, and like molded. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, I'm not some mushy molded clay anywhere. I'm like brick. Like, you have to chisel that shit if you want it to be molded. Sorry. Yeah. There's a David Bowie song, um, Moonage Daydream. And he says, I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. And I love that line. And it really resonates with me because it's like, I'll, I'll be that rock and roll bitch for you. Yeah. And I've felt that way so many times. Like, I'll be whatever the fuck you want me to be. Whatever you want me to be, that's me. That's me, baby. That is me. Oh, my God. Like, what's your type? Okay, that's me. What's your type? Same. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, how random. That's exactly how I am. Oh, you're crazy. I love the same shit. Like, that's like me trying to pretend to like fucking sports, dude. Oh. I've dyed my hair because a guy liked me better with dark hair. He didn't like tell me that. He just was like, oh, like you're, like, you're so fair skinned. You would look like really pretty with dark hair. Done. I was like, that night. Box. Heard. Box. Heard. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I show up casually, like, hey. Oh, hey. All of this. Just. I've just been wanting to do this for like a really long time. I just like knew. I just like felt like I would look better with darker hair because I'm like fair skinned. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I don't remember the conversation. The day before, literally, like I'm like, oh wait, you said that? Oh yeah, that's he's right. gonna I totally love forgot. me. He's gonna love me. Love me. <laughs> anyway, I've even done it out of spite, like breaking up. Like I'll do the exact opposite of that person, like just to be like fuck you yeah like i don't care that you don't like me i'm really like repulsive to you whatever yeah uh embarrassing, embarrassing. okay what's another identity crisis okay well staying on the relationship thing <laughs> i definitely had um an identity crisis in my five-year relationship which was my first love i moved away with him and i was 20 when we started dating so I wasn't really out at the bars or anything uh, because by the time I was 21, I was living with him and it was just us in this small town together. And I was happy for a long time. But then like my friends in town uh -huh. would be telling me stories about like them going to the bars and like socializing. Like here? Yeah. You said, okay. So I would get like really bad FOMO uh -huh. and I felt like I missed out on it was like, you know, the way some people feel like they miss out on like college or whatever. Uh -huh. That's how I felt like I was missing out on being young Your at the early bar. 20s. Yeah. Yes. I can see that. And so I dealt with that for a while, but you know, I kept it together. Um, but then when he and I broke up, it was basically because I went completely insane. Um, because I graduated from Midland College and moved to Lubbock to go to tech to finish. Okay. And when I moved back, I started this early 20s experience at like 25. Yeah. Like a late bloomer. Like and keep in mind, I am an alcoholic, but I didn't really know it yet because I'd only like drink sometimes and it was yeah. always out of control. I didn't actually have access to a bar all of the time and have the money to go yeah, to the bar all exactly. the time the way I did when I moved back. Yeah. So I was at the bar every day, all day. Shit and house. we've talked about this oh, yeah. shit house. Yeah. Uh, 
taking back random people to my house just because like it was a spot like it was close to the bar so afterwards they'd come back over to my place my boyfriend lived out of town and would come back on the weekends he came home on weekends sees all these random people in my house like seven in the morning he's like what the fuck are you doing with your life and all i could do is cry because i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing with my life that was an identity crisis yeah the people i got mixed up with the things that i was doing it was so bad so bad and all we could do was break up it was just like i mean he couldn't save me yeah i couldn't save me yeah it was bad that was a big big bad one yeah and it took a really long time for me to even like heal from that that was like 2018 to a lot of 2019 too but then in 2019 i started to kind of level out a little yeah level out a little come into my own and well because you kind of like had your fun and it's like okay now it's like you get it out of your system right yeah yeah so that was a bad one that was girl that that was balls to the wall i had some friends that went through something like that like at 28 29 and it was rough for a few years like almost lost a friendship over it because i was just like dude what the fuck are you doing yeah and don't get me wrong like I'd be probably right along with them, but it got to the point where it was like, like, this is not okay. Like, you lost your job. You're stealing from people. You stole from me. Like, it was mm. gnarly. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And, you know, but it, yeah, that was, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I guess my other really big identity crisis, um, honestly, and it sounds cliche, but like, a lot of people, it's at 40. Like, I feel like I had, like, an early midlife crisis at 30. Yeah. I dreaded turning 30. Like, I wish so badly. Like, I, that whole year of turning 29, all I did was just dread turning 30. Yeah. And and that's when I really decided to go back to school and do something with my life and find a career. And I left Starbucks and... It was just like all this like comfortability that I knew that I've known forever and just kind of, you know, I just, it all came crashing down literally at 30 and it was just a slap in the face. And honestly, it was the best identity crisis I think I could have probably had because I really was not going anywhere in my life. Like I literally was content with being a fucking shift supervisor at Starbucks and there's nothing wrong with that by any means. Like there's just not, but I knew that there was something more for me than that but i didn't know anything other than that i didn't know anything other than work at starbucks with the bar get fucked up work at starbucks get work at the bar get fucked up i have been for 10 years in my 20s like all throughout my 20s that's all i know right and so when i got let go from starbucks and i couldn't find a job with my degree I literally like was like I don't know what to do with my life. Like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a fucking loser. All my friends like have their like degrees. They're using them. They're making good money. They live in like Austin. They live in Dallas. Like they're doing all these things. And here I am, just like dicking off and doing the same shit that I was doing when I was 22, 25. Just like you know, differently, but still essentially the same thing. And it finally took me to go to the career center and you know find out that I could do paralegal. And that was scary to go back to school because I was like, I will never do school again. This took me forever to get my bachelor's because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I settled on like a composite degree, which I'm happy with because I'm actually going to end up using it once I get to law school or when I'm done with law school. But like, 
I had zero direction in my life at all. Didn't know who I was, didn't know what I was doing. And like, I'm so glad I let go from Starbucks, dude. Like, so glad. Like, that was the biggest blessing because that really, like, put a fire under my ass of like, figure it out. Yeah. Who are you? What do you want? What are you going to do to get to it? And, like, what are you, you going to do? And honestly, I love being in my 30s. But I will also say it's like kind of weird too at the same time because I'm very, I will always be a child at heart. I always love cartoons. I always love Disney movies. I always have, you know, whatever. And sometimes like I act probably a little bit younger than I do. And I don't think it's like an immature sense. I'm just very like, just very fun and like loud and just like very like rambunctious where I feel like a lot of people in the 30s, they just like chill out. But I'm just like a very... I'm just a lot of a person. And so sometimes I feel weird. I'm like, am I being mature? Am I like not growing up? You know, like is my sense of fashion, like am I too old to be wearing that? Oh, I think that all the time about myself. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not. Like who gives a shit? Like there's, I, I don't care. I look good at it. Like the day that I look tacky, you better tell me. The day that I'm like, you're like, Brian, that's too young for you to wear. And I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm aware enough to know like, eh, I'm not going to wear that again. Like I... I'm not 21. I'm not going to wear that. Yeah. But I like to look cute. I like to dress funky. And I don't give a shit. And so, like, that's been, like, a weird one for me. Like, having to go from, like, in my 20s, like, oh, you're 30 now. Like, you can't do that. It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, can I wear this crop top and these, like, <laughs> this, like, tight mini skirt? Like, can, am I allowed to wear this? Right. Or am I, like, trying to be 21 again? Like, is that okay? Yeah. So that's – it's 30's been a weird chapter, but it's been a good one. I will say. Like, I've definitely really – have found who I am in the last two years since turning 30. But that was a huge one. Like I, it was a weird chapter, man. It was going from your 20s to your 30s. It is a weird, drastic chapter. At least it was for me. I don't know about y'all who are in your 30s now, but it was for me. I had an early midlife crisis. At least when I turned 40, I'll be chill. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I feel like I uh, had a crisis a bit with 30, but... Um, I think it's because, so I got married at 29 and just a few weeks after I got married, I got sober and that's when I was sober for 10 months. And the crisis began because I wondered if me and my husband had anything in common anymore because we met as drinkers. We drank our entire relationship. That was what bonded us. It's what brought us together. And I worried that we weren't going to have anything in common anymore. Yeah. And that scary. Uh, good news. We still did. We still have a blast. We have a great time together. Hell yeah, I do. So that was one identity <clears throat> crisis I had. But the other, I think because I got married and turned 30, uh, there was like, there was a, how do you say, it was like I was supposed to have kids. Like, it's like an unnecessary, like, what is, what I'm trying, I know what you're trying to say. Like, it's like this pressure that like, as soon as, yeah, as soon as you get married, boom, you have kids. And right. Like, Especially turning 32. And because it's like, now you're at this age where like anything past here like your chances of getting pregnant are lower and lower you know what i mean well and like people like and they're like you're oh you're like oh like you're in your 30s you're really having your first kid i mean like show 32 and not even like married or engaged or have any prospects of that right and that's been a i i definitely feel that like, i definitely feel 
that pressure, like that expectation of like, this is what is expected of you. But also I have to remind myself, we don't live in the atomic family ideology anymore. It's just not. And more and more people our age are not having kids. One, we can't fucking afford it anyways. Right. But it's also like, I, yeah, that is an identity crisis. Because most of my friends, pretty much all my really close friends of like 10, 11 years, they're not married. They're not engaged. Like one friend is engaged, but like they've been engaged for over a year. And um, yeah, but they're not married with kids. But like I also know a lot of people that are married with kids that like got married super fucking young. Right, right. So I've definitely struggled with uh, that pressure. I mean, I don't take pressure from people, but I feel pressure on myself sometimes yeah. because I'm, I like the idea of having kids with my husband, but I don't like the idea of being pregnant or like, it's more just like a fun daydream fantasy than it is like a reality. Yeah. Just because I have so many mental health issues that I worry that I can't be a mom. And yeah. I was talking with my sister about it, all the things that worry me and stuff. And she's like, well, that's because like you will be a good mother. You think that way because you already have that like motherly instinct in your head. And to me, I'm like, it's just unlocking this whole other world that of mental instability for me. And like, what the fuck am I going to do when I have that and a kid? Yeah, you know? say the fear of the unknown. Totally. But I think, okay, so in 21, me and my younger sister were pregnant at the same time and were due around the same time. And I didn't have mine and she had hers and I love, love, love her baby. But it did it it messed with my head a little bit that she's eight years younger than me and doing like what I should have been doing you know what I mean yeah but the way I was living and the things I was doing there was no way I could be a mother and she could yeah and so then that fucked me up that this like 21 year old woman is more capable of something than I am yeah. because of the way that I live, you know? Yeah. It really fucked me up in my head. Yeah, dude, that's... See, I don't have... I, my siblings are like my half-siblings. They're so much older than me. Yeah. And I never would have thought of that, dude. That's rough. But also, everything in its due time, that's what they, I really, really have had to try to grasp. Right. And understand, like... Becoming yourself and being aware of yourself and finding your identity is in everybody's own time. And for so many years, I wanted to rush and rush and rush and do this and do that. And the whole time, I was just like losing myself more and more because it's just not, it's not the right time. That door wasn't open and it wasn't the right time for this or that. <clears throat> and it does suck like to see younger kids like getting married with kids. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong Doing with me? Doing the things that it's like, yeah. Yeah, like, why can't I do that? They're capable like... of something that I'm incapable <clears throat> of. Yeah. But I think that the biggest blessing of it, though, is that I got this incredible niece who I get to love on and adore and admire and give her gifts. And yeah, I don't have to deal with the pressure that I am so afraid of Yeah, as a mother. Yeah. So I think, you know... There was a great thing that came about it. Absolutely. 
but there was also an identity crisis that came with it. For sure. It, that's, dude, that's rough. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Shit. But you know what? <laughs> you are an incredible aunt. You are. And you're a, a like, you're now capable of being able to just unconditionally love this perfect child, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and really get to do everything in your power and will for her and just, you know, there's something great about aunts. Like aunt is a, having an aunt is like having a second mom. It yeah, I literally is having an aunt growing up. My like aunt is my other mom. I know. Yeah. I love, I love both my aunts. My aunt Kenna, that's my other mom. Yeah. She, uh, I'm telling you, and there's just something about aunts. It is like having a second mom, like the fun, Yology, that piece of candy. Don't tell your mom. You know what I yes, mean? I do that with my niece. Like, oh, you want that Barbie? Your mom said, no, you're going to get that Barbie. Uh -huh. Like, so it's, it is a good thing. And it is a blessing for sure. And I'm so glad like you get to like experience that and get to like almost give that motherly love. Right. In a way that you know that you are capable of doing without having that extra stress and that extra pressure and that extra, like, oh, I have to do it. I have to do this and I have to do that. It's just because that can be so, so rough and so exhausting. And so like, it's, it's also like, a, it's like a good foot in the door <laughs> to motherhood. That's a good foot in the door, you know, <laughs> it's like testing the waters, really like, dip your toes in the pool. Like, yes. oh, okay, cool. So I think yeah. that's awesome. As long as everyone around me are having beautiful, healthy babies. I know. I need, somebody to have, I need somebody to have, one of my friends to have a baby because I need a baby fix soon because, dude, I'm itching. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to switch on a fat little baby, like, <laughs> bite on their toes, bite their little cheeks. Mm, so precious. I know. Oh, I don't love gosh. smelling babies. That sounds creepy, but I love sniffing them. They smell like just like fresh baby powder. Like, yes, like, like lotion what is and <sighs> the, the shampoo. I know. What is it? Um, Johnson & Johnson. Mm. Oh, God, that baby. Oh, I love that smell. It's oh. so good. Ooh, ooh. And then when they don't smell good anymore, you give it back to their mom. Uh -huh. so they call my, <laughs> oh, I need an adult. Because <laughs> I'm not it. I'm not the one. <laughs> See, it's like, I didn't do it. I just started crying. I'm crying with the baby. I'm like, I'm in my 30s. I'm all, I, I've changed one diaper my entire life. Um, I can dig it, bro, but I've done it once. I did okay. Literally. <laughs> we need an adult. How about an adult? <laughs> the adult. My sister that's eight years younger than me. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. It ain't going to be me. Oh, shit. That's Too funny. <laughs> I will say that even though turning 30 and all of that was kind of a thing for both of us, yeah, I think it's also a good turning point because now we've had so many identity crises that <laughs> we know we're going to have more in the future, Yeah, but like we'll be able to handle them because we actually know who we are. Exactly. I have this bracelet that says, remember Same. who the fuck you are. Remember who the fuck you are. And Period. I have to do that because sometimes I'll be forgetting and I go a little bit crazy. I'm like, nobody likes me. Um, What else? Everybody's mad at me. I don't like myself. <laughs> He's mad at me. <laughs> I'm going to get fired. I'm going to end up homeless. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just crazy shit. Spiral. <laughs> Spiral in the head. But I know now what it is, and it's not as scary as it used to be, where I would just, like, have to turn to yeah. the bottle or something. Well, just, so, you're just so blindsided. Like, you, we now kind of have, we have a foundation now, whereas before we had no foundation. Yeah. We're literally trying to build a foundation, like, 
with fucking Legos and Play-Doh or something ridiculous. And now yeah. it's like concrete. This is who I am. This is what I want. And now like the identity crisis is more of like, this is a growth experience versus like a crisis. It's like, oh, cool. This is a new part of me that I haven't gotten to be yet. I'm going to be more willing to be that side of me. That's definitely probably a better version of me. And that's what I want. Totally. For sure. I always wonder what my midlife crisis is going to be like. Because I see it happen a lot on like the Real Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) We have to have it together, okay? To the women or to their husbands. I see it happening and I'm like, midlife crisis. And then sure enough, one of them will be like, this is a midlife crisis. And I'm like, what is mine going to be? As long as you don't get like a big old neck tattoo or something crazy. I like neck tattoos. (laughs) I just think my neck's too short. How do you get a cute neck? Well, I just think it's less of you anyway, so. <laughs> I know. I don't know what my midlife crisis would be. I hope I already had it at 30. God help me if I have it at 40. Lord help us all. I'll probably just go crazy and, like, think that I'm a millionaire because I've always kind of had that mindset anyway, and I blame my mom for, like, having, um, how do you say, things that are, you know, like Chanel, Louis Vuitton. Uh, materialistic. Oh. I've always liked materialistic things, even though I was – poor yeah and so one of my greatest achievements in my weird life was buying a louis vuitton purse from the store in cash um in new york city and that was like a life achievement for me and i've always been i've always had that streak in me no matter how much i don't want to and i'm like i want to be a thrifter i want to be conservative i want like fiscally conservative yeah i want to like whatever change the world blah 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 but still i always have this materialistic streak in me so i think my midlife crisis i'm just gonna think i'm christian you, not. you know what's funny that you say that <laughs> what but you should have seen me when i got my first american express card okay. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, i rocked that shit up so fast <laughs> so it's funny that you say you're like your big achievement whatever is a leave a you know what i have told myself what? Forever and ever, and especially now that I'm a retail manager attorney, the moment that I have the money to do it, the first thing I'm going to buy is a patent red leather Louis Vuitton tote. I shit you not. That has been a goal of mine that I want to be wealthy enough that I can buy my patent red leather Louis Vuitton. Dude, that, that is it's so funny that you say that because that is that is like a goal and an achievement. You know what? It is materialistic, but you know what? I'm a human. And yeah. like, I want that. And if I work hard and I can get it and I can pay for it and pay all my bills, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So, girl, I feel that. Yeah. That is an achievement. I don't care. Absolutely. Sometimes you have to be materialistic. It also kind of shows you, like, hell yeah, you're doing fucking good. Yeah. With a good level head. You know what I mean? Totally. So I put myself a few Louis Vuittons and. But you, you work your ass off. You fucking deserve it. Yeah, I got myself a little Chanel. That one was used, but. It was beautiful, and then Chris's dog ate it, shred it to pieces. Asshole. It was not fixable. Um, I wanted to kill the dog. Chris said no. Um, but you know what? Once we're fifties, maybe it'll be a Birkin. And I don't even think they're all that pretty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think they're all that pretty. I'm gonna be Birkin for you. But like, you know what? Yeah. If I'm gonna be mentally spiraling materialistically, just give buy me a. Birkin. Let's just go have this on a yacht, dude. Screw it. Screw it. Whatevs. Let's buy, let's buy an island. <laughs> it's not that expensive. Dude, some of them, they're really not. Like, I've seen them on TikTok. I'm like, bro, I sold everything that I owned. I could put a down payment on an island. Honestly. But, 
yeah, no, I just, yeah, moving forward, now definitely, like, again, we have our foundation, we know who we are, we know what we want, it's going to be other identity crises, but it's yeah. going to be more of an identity discovery. There we go. An identity discovery, not a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Identity discovery. Also, yeah. sorry I got so off track with what I want my midlife crisis to be. <laughs> Girl, we go on our changes. Karen, <laughs> if they're having listeners, they know. They know. We yeah. go off topic. Yeah. Oops. I don't know what mine would be. Mine would probably be like, I've become a stripper or something. Like something like crazy or like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wanted to be a stripper when I was 19. That was my goal. I wanted to move to Vegas and be a dancer. Um, but then I got a boyfriend and I moved to Midland, Texas. And oh, I have no, <laughs> I have no body strength. That's why I can't. <laughs> I'm all legs, girl. I, I was really hot when I was 19, by the way. I was like always working out. I was like really, I, I could have done it. I could have done it. Yeah. But God damn it. I got a boyfriend instead. Lizard. Thanks a lot. Rude. Whatever. Toy her dreams. I'm the one that chased him down. I was like, do you want to come to this party? <laughs> Cody, you're my boyfriend now. <laughs> what do you like? Same. Everything you said, same. Oh my God, literally same. <laughs> We're the same person. Literally. <laughs> I am you. You I are like, you, but I'm you. I tried to play his like football game with him like on the PlayStation. Oh, oh, Madden? I guess. I don't even know what football is. I realize... I like what kind of ball they use is a football. And <laughs> I know they wear like helmets and shit. I don't understand the game at uh, all. I don't know the teams. I don't care. It's that's the thing. I don't care. I kind of don't like it because I work football events and hear people yelling, Ugh, screaming. It's a saying, fucking game, dude. And they say the most horrible things that come out of their mouths. I, even, I can't even repeat it here because it's so awful there's been quite a few times where i've told people like hey either calm down or you're out in the bar because it is like it is it is so derogatory and it's just dude yeah, yeah. it's disgusting it it's like it's a beyond game just like oh fuck you it's yeah. like it gets bad stuff so i can't well, even like say. even opposing to, like if there's somebody else in the bar that's ready for the other team they'll like go out each other's throat yeah. i don't My get whole it point here is that this is how i feel about football yet with that boyfriend i pretended to care enough about it to play the football game with him. Girl. And I went to a Texas Rangers baseball game, but I had a good time because there's a Victoria's Secret shopping yeah. uh, section there. And Hell they gave yeah. me chocolate ice cream. I'm about to say the food. And a Texas Rangers helmet. That's all I, I thought I would go for. I'm like, I want nachos, I want a corn dog. I want, yeah, I had ice cream and the little and the little helmets. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I feel that. But we, yeah. we don't do that anymore. I've definitely been a pick me bitch. Ooh. Ooh. But guess what? They picked me. <laughs> i mean sometimes it worked <laughs> they picked me for certain things <laughs> uh i think we've all got a bit of pick me girl at some point uh, I know, i've definitely embarrassing! been a big time but you know what we learn and we grow oh we my learn god and we grow. the worst is like musicians who aren't even that good and then you act like you like their music girl me and my djs <laughs> <laughs> DJ, what? God, you're so good. Oh, you're so good. You play the same exact set every fucking time. You play, oh, 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 oh my god, you're like the best DJ. And Lana Del Rey has a song called Groupie Love, where she's talking about like being in love with like a star and like 
he wants her groupie love, yada, yada, yada. I'd be like, this is like our song. <laughs> Bitch, I'm embarrassing. Like, that musician is not too far-fetched from just being a fucking karaoke star, okay? <laughs> like, stop. Oh, my Be God. fucking for real. Uh, oh, my God. Let me, twist, <laughs> let me twist some knobs and push some buttons. Oh, my God. You're incredible. Oh. You should play Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> Um, girl, I am demented. What is wrong with me? And I remember there's an earlier podcast where you called me out on my DJ. What did you, I remember what you said, like, like Brad or DJs of all. Whoopsies, it happens. That is not knocking on musicians, just no. the ones that I've had a, a feeling for. Well, <laughs> just some of the ones I did, they, the, like, they, they're just the best. It's like, no. My thing is, whatever you do, be the best at it, but also stay humble because. When you're that cocky, it's tacky, and nobody likes you. DJ James Kennedy, I'm a star. <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> uh, what, is he, what does he play that? What is it, Pope? Uh, yeah, well, he plays that Sir, See You Next Tuesday. And Pump. And Pump, yeah. Yeah, he plays that a lot. But he's not getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> for getting kicked out or drinking. <laughs> you're so far behind, though. Like, you got to catch up. He's doing good now. It's oh, like proud. James is the number one guy in the group. Because he, he did play Coachella, right? Or was it Ultra? He played Coachella, right? I don't think he played Coachella. He played, did he play some I don't festival? I know. Anyway, uh, let's, he yeah. did like Imagine, but oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. We're getting off topic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got too. We talked a lot. We did good. That was a good one. Was it? I feel like it was kind of all over the place. I thought it was great. Okay, cool. Well, you know what? We're still finding ourselves, so we're still finding it. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out whenever we listen back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't be afraid to embrace the new you. Yeah. And if you ever get, like, confused about who you are, guess what? Everyone around you is probably confused about who they are, too. Seriously. It's okay. It is. New and exciting things can be scary, but they're also fun at the same time. You just got to look at it on the bright side. Like, look at it in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes that shit's dark. Like, you start questioning things because bad stuff's happening and good things can come out of it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Sometimes the toughest battles bring out, like, the biggest, like, blessings and, like, positive things. Totally. For sure. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Call me a poet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we should start, like, an advice corner. Let's do it. Should we do that? Yeah. Should we do an advice corner? But yeah. we need you guys to actually participate. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so Ugh. send us some questions and we'll give you advice. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what we do every week anyway. <laughs> you know, some of our advice, I, you know, heed with caution. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I feel like we should totally do an advice. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, we'll do like a poll for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all interact, please. We love when y'all interact. We can't say it enough. Literally, it's so fun. It is. I love it. It's my favorite. Okay, well, we love you guys. We're gonna stop rambling. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, do you want to do one thing bad, one thing good? One thing bad, one thing good. Yes, you start though. Okay, so one thing bad was that I got lip filler on Friday, and my lips got so swollen that I couldn't go to work on Saturday because they were huge, like bigger than ever. I thought they were never gonna go down. I looked like uh i don't i don't even know it looked like i had like sausages on my lips like those characters on spongebob it was so horrible 
they finally went down, but that was my bad because I had to miss a shift, a good shift. And then the good thing is that I got Botox today (laughs) (laughs) on my jawline because my cheeks are uneven because I chew more on one side because I have like a tooth pulled from the other side. So one of my muscles on like my cheek muscles is like way stronger than the other one. So today I got them evened out. So they look so good. I'm feeling myself. They're so even. It's like they're even and it like accentuates my jawline better. And I can already see it. And it's like takes like 45 days till you see like the full results. No, you can totally see it right now. Like absolutely you can see it. I'm feeling good. As you should. Went to a good uh, CA meeting. That was good too. Anyway. Yeah, the good thing is that CABD was awesome. That was such a good one. And we both shared. Um, yeah, did I fucking love going to that? What bad thing? Honestly, everything's been really good. I mean, except, I mean, if you count, like, just minor frustrations is bad. But I really don't have anything bad. Has your dogs chewed up anything or anything? No. Well, I've been leaving it in the kettle, so. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I do have something bad. I do. Damn it. So, Friday night, my key broke off in the door in the lock to my house. Yeah. And I had to drive all the way to my parents' house. It was like a 20-minute drive, so 40 minutes total. To go get a key, come back, and my puppy shit in his kettle. And at 4, 4.30, I had to give him a bath. <laughs> Good thing is, he is hella clean. <laughs> I was mad in hell, dude. Uh, that's probably the only bad, dude. I, at that point, and then I only slept for like two hours that night, dude. I was just so angry. Just like could not calm down. Yeah. So I just like tossed and turned. And then I woke up super early and was just like, whatever. Oops. Yeah, but he didn't shit at the kettle the other night. <laughs> I also fed him too late. So it's totally see my own fault, too. So I have my own fault, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, been good. Place been chill. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Y'all send us things that you want advice for if you trust us. <laughs> you should trust us. <laughs> or send us an identity crisis you've had. Yeah. Anything. We love y'all. We're going to go. And until next time, don't, don't BS, BS yourselves. yourselves. Bye. Bye.